It is time to show up. It is time to be your full, authentic, anointed, gracious, powerful, bold self. We live in a day and time now where you cannot afford to be a woman of God, a believer in the faith, and not know who you are. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wise Women Podcast, where we're wild with wisdom from all walks of life. I'm Jennifer Brienne, and I serve as your podcast host to bring godly wisdom to your world. It's Wednesday, so you already know what that means. It is time to wise up. Let's talk wise, be wise, so that we can live wise. What's up, everybody? I hope you're having an amazing, awesome, wonderful day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us relish in his power and in his glory and just shake off the heaviness of yesterday, last week, or that issue deep down in your soul as we tap into some of his power, promises, and principles. Did that sound amazing? I hope it put a smile on your face and know that you will never be more loved than you are right now. God is constantly and continually thinking of and making ways for you and opening doors and um, shattering uh, ceilings and glass walls and, and barricades and barriers that keep you from being who and where you call were called to be. So rest in the power of the Holy Spirit, knowing that you are not alone, okay? I hope that you're feeling great uh, with Valentine's Day on everyone's mind with it all in the stores. You're seeing all of the chocolates, all of the stuffed animals, uh, the cards, all the red. You know, when you walk into different stores, you see nothing but red. There are already advertisements around what your V-Day plans may be or not be and catering to that. I wanted to put a podcast out that reflected something that has to do with some things that are going on in the world around us, right? So you may or may not have heard, I don't know if you follow me on social media, but you definitely should check me out at Jennifer Brienne, Instagram, Jennifer Brienne underscore. That's where the really good stuff is. And you definitely should join our wise women group on Facebook. We are actively praying and challenging ourselves to grow, finding community through freedom and love and accountability, um, weekly devotionals, pop-up lives, giveaways is definitely what you want, okay? All of that stuff is in the uh, description box on your listening platform. Saying that to say, I have an ebook coming out. It's called Single Season, Dating the One Who Matters Most. And in this book, I talk about some things that I think are pertinent to our single season. I talk about the wives decree. I talk about the insider revelation I had as a single. I talked about some ways I navigated holidays like this that are catered to um, really to couples and to families, not really to the single person that has no kids or just a single person with children that, you know, particularly has to cater to their children. So in this book, you're definitely want to go to grab it. It is releasing the day before Valentine's Day. And I definitely think it will make great company if you don't have any plans or, you know, it's on your mind, but it's something that, you know, you're kind of ignoring or you want to move past. I think you should pause, especially, especially, especially if you desire to be married. Now, there are people who are single who don't desire to be married. There are people who are single who don't really desire a relationship, but they think that they want kids. Whatever place you find yourself in, if you are single and you do desire a relationship, you do desire to have your person, you do desire intimacy and to marry, this is definitely the book for you. So do be sure to hop on my email list and grab it, okay? 
from that book, one of the sections that I talk about is called Wife Hacks. And that's specifically what we're talking about today. Because there are some things that you can be doing now as a wife in waiting that I'm calling you. Um, and I talk about this in the book, but you are a wife in waiting. You're not a wife when you get married. You're not a wife because you come wedded. You are a wife when your husband finds you. The Bible says that he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And in the book, I go into my story about, I was like, Lord, how am I supposed to be a wife if I'm not married? How am I supposed to be found as a wife if I'm not married or I don't have a husband to show the fact that I'm a wife. And the Lord gave me these four simple words that changed my life. He said, let me show you. And that's exactly what he did. And so what I'm saying to you is there are some things that you can be doing right now in your single season that can prepare you for your marital season. Uh, I share some of my hacks in the book and I would love to hear your feedback around some of the things that you are doing or some of the things that you've been instructed to do. Because even though I am wedded now, even though I am married now, I'm, I'm in game time. So you're practicing, right? If you're single but I'm in game time. And if you're married listening to this, I mean, you're in game time too. So you, you know, might be taking a, a break on the sidelines to drop a new play, but you're getting right back in the game. So you can implement these things right now. So if you're married, don't count this out because there is something to be gained for you as well. So let's talk about some wife hacks. I'm only going to go into three. You'll have to get the book to uh, really uh, get into the rest of them. But I'm going to talk about these three because I think they are so, so important important. Okay. The first one, decide how you want the atmosphere of your home and you can start declaring it now. When I was single, I always declared that I wanted an atmosphere in my home that was full of love, full of joy, full of worship and full of prayer. And so I would always declare that my house is a house of love and joy and worship and prayer. My house is a house of love and joy and worship and prayer. And I began cultivating that atmosphere even without a husband and children. Even before I had a husband and children, when my friends would walk into my home, they would say, wow, I feel so loved. I feel safe here. They would start describing, you know, what a house that is filled with love and joy and worship and prayer felt like because that's what I wanted my family to experience when we all came together when I created this new family and put this new family in the world and birthed these children I want them to grow up in an environment that is full of love and joy and worship and prayer and I do get to experience that because I spent a lot of my single days learning how to curate environments that fostered those aspects into the atmosphere that is something you can do whether you are single or married. And guess what? Even if you are married, even if you kind of just got married and you thought that the direct decorations on the wall would do it, you thought the candle and the good smelling scents would do it, you thought the smell of warm food would do it, but you're still not really understanding why you guys are still arguing or you're still not really understanding why you guys can't pray and fast together or you're still not really understanding why uh, your kids don't really like going to church. It's like a dreaded thing. It's because you have to cultivate an act atmosphere 
And by cultivating that atmosphere, those things flow naturally out of the people who spend time in the atmosphere. So maybe you don't want um, a house of love, joy, and worship and prayer. Maybe your ideal desire of what your family, your marriage, your children will grow up in is a house of laughter, fun, and memories. So you want a house where everybody comes over, everybody's cracking up, where you have a big entertainment home because everybody wants to go, like whatever your vision is for for your family begin declaring that begin embracing that and then begin not only declaring it but embodying in it begin uh setting that atmosphere in your home now because you will know what that atmosphere should feel like you will understand the temperament and how how to get it back on track when it gets off how to realign it how to set the presence and that is so important so decide how you want the atmosphere of your home start declaring it now number two this happens whether you live by yourself, if you are a single parent and you have children, whether you have a roommate, um, after uh, declaring and creating an atmosphere for the home, you need to be sure that you develop your heart for giving and serving. And the reason why I make it a point to say, no matter if you're single with no kids, single with kids, single with a roommate, is because we tend to delegate our ability to give and to serve based on the relationships that we're in. And the relationship from parent to child or roommate to roommate or even a person to pet is very different than an intimate marital relationship I am telling you now you will give and you will serve in ways that you have never been asked to before and in ways that will cultivate you and stretch you and pull you and grow you and develop you listen people this is for free marriage is for grown folks and when I say that I mean grown in the sense of mature marriage is not for immature people and that is why a lot of people who get married because they want to be wedded they want a big wedding they want a ring on their finger all of the superficial things end up in divorce court because marriage is for mature people and one of the key things that the Lord put inside the institution of marriage is giving and serving if we biblically get into that concept the bible says that um women are supposed to submit their husband and husbands are supposed to love christ as christ loved the church well what did god do for the church um christ died for the church and i'm telling you if you are not ready to wake up every day to die to yourself then you are not ready to be married if in every single way and every single thing you do and or say, if you are not ready to die to yourself, you are simply not ready for marriage, okay? Giving and serving. The reason why I separate the two because you're going to be giving of yourself, giving your time, um, giving your heart, giving your love, giving your attention, uh, giving your money, <laughs> giving your food. Yes, fellas, you got to share your food, um, giving your body given parts of your soul does this mean that you don't have an identity absolutely not does this mean you're giving everything so much to the point that you feel like you don't exist absolutely not but does this mean that you're going to be giving a lot more than what you had to in your singles in your single season absolutely so and I would not be fair to you if I told you or misled you from thinking or believing that 
you are definitely going to be giving. And so you want to make sure that you have developed a heart for giving. Some people are not used to giving. Some people are not used to being hugged. Some people are not used to the capacity to give. And giving is separate from serving in that serving means that I surrender my desires see sometimes it's easy to give because sometimes you you have already what you want to give you have a surplus of love waiting especially if you're coming right out every single season right into marriage you know you have a surplus of attention a surplus of love but again marriage is a marathon marriage is a lifetime we're talking 60 70 years to a healthy person that's a long time to be giving so it's not always going to be out of a burst of energy out of a burst of youth or guess what out of a want to and you still have to give even when you don't want to and the same goes for serving serving that's why i believe a lot of vows start with that basis of um in sickness and health for richer or poor um for better or worse because that is when the serving comes in will i still show up for you when you make me mad will i still forgive you when you piss me off about the same thing that i've asked you not to do for the third time will i still serve you in love will i still do the things that i enjoy doing for you when i'm happy even when things aren't always happy and see serving allows us the opportunity to really know who we are and that is why i believe that we're instituted to do marriage and a covenant unto god because he can never fail us but guess what here's a news flash i know you think your future spouse is running through the meadows with their hair blowing in the wind and the sun shining and the birds chirping and everything is perfect but the truth of the matter is that your spouse or potential spouse is human they will fail they will fail you they will make mistakes they will make some hiccups along the way and humble yourself yourself because you will too and that is what allows us to continue the bond of love and service when we honor God and how we treat our spouse because the number one power I believe in marriage is redemptive love there is nothing more powerful than redemptive love in marriage and giving and serving are the culprits that allow redemptive love to have its full work so if you do not have a heart developed for giving and serving I'm telling you now marriage is not for you and if you're also saying i don't care to give and serve i only want to be given to to receive and i only want to be served marriage is absolutely not for you please stay single and that's your free advice for today all right the third thing and i know this may sound superficial uh to some and I don't want you to feel offended. I'm not domesticating you. You are still your strong, powerful, independent woman self. But you need to practice your cooking. Not because that man is trying to make you barefoot and pregnant. Not because it's only a girl's job. Get all of the feministic ideologies around why you shouldn't practice your cooking out of your mind. And let me tell you why you should practice your cooking. Listen, I've been single before. I know it's easy to eat out. I know you want to go out with your friends. I know it's easier. It's a lot simpler. You know, it's less mess and it's good food, you know, but cook for your friends and let them give you feedback on your food. This is, again, not a matter of domestication, but the simple truth of life is that you are going to have to eat. And when you're married, it's sometimes simpler and easier to eat at home. Instead of trying to figure out what you're going to eat, dredging over it. Listen, you want your man's 
desires to be for your food because it's going to make you feel some type of way. And this might be the Southern in me, but it's going to make you feel some type of way if some other woman is cooking for him and he is just rubbing his ankles, kick back, bragging on it, okay? It won't always be feasible and it's sometimes unrealistic and very unhealthy to always eat out. So I know you're single and I know it's quick to grab something. It's just you, but you are preparing for where you're going and it's not always going to be you. You don't want to see that man rubbing his ankles to some other woman's food eating is a life essential okay everybody has to eat so practice your cooking and I, I I don't think this is a southern thing because everybody everywhere has to eat so again think about you meeting a basic need in an amazing way this is something that you know for a fact is going to be present in marriage you and that man and the children y'all may or may not have are going to want to eat Heck, you probably want to eat right now just hearing me talk about it. So practice your cooking and don't just practice what you like. So when I was single, I would cook for my friends and I had different friends at different levels of pickiness. I had one friend that I called my trash can because he would eat anything, anything I cooked. And no matter how good, how new, how bad, how ugly, he would eat it. Then I had another friend that he was what I called like top tier bougie. Like he would only want to eat at like five star restaurants. So his palate was highly above a lot of other people's taste. So I know that if I cook for him and he actually liked it, then okay, it was really good, you know? And then I had some friends that fell in between that spectrum that, you know, one specialized in more of like a Southern taste. And then one was more like a Greek Mediterranean open to try new food. So I cooked a lot of different foods and I, they, they enjoyed it. I mean, heck, they get to come over and eat free food and I get to practice cooking. Now, um, my husband is primarily a pescatarian, but he does enjoy, you know, some Southern delicacies. And so some, what I'm getting at is that that practice made perfect. You know, I, I get no greater joy than him. Hey, baby, will you cook that thing? And I'm like, yeah, I got you. I got you. Because again, we have to eat. We have to eat. Okay, so those are your three tips. Decide how you want the atmosphere of your home. You can start declaring it and practice the cultivation of it. Now, you can start developing your heart for giving and serving. You can do that as a single person. You can give and serve. You can join organizations. You can serve at your local church. You can serve the homeless. You can give to homeless. Like There's always going to be a need for giving and serving, so no excuses there. That's something you can do in any season and in every season, in and out of season, and also practice your cooking. Even if you say, well, okay, well, I'm a really good cook, great like you can always be better or learn something different a different style of cooking if you say i am trash at cooking great this is a great opportunity for, for you to build on that skill while you're single because it's a no judgment zone okay i hope that you enjoyed today's podcast and i love you all so until next time hey go leave a rating and review okay peace love and hair grease thank you for tuning into wise women podcast if you enjoyed today's episode please leave a rating and a review Hit the show notes to share with a friend and go over what we discussed today. As always, proceeds from this podcast go directly to support the mission of Penn's Prison. Don't miss out as there's two ways to be a part, writing and contributing. Now go forth and employ the wisdom that you gained today. Have an awesome week.